Hi, this is Betty Olmedo, athletic trainer at Sac Republic, and you are now listening to Sacramento's number one soccer specific podcast. What is going on, soccer fans, and welcome to the number one soccer specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sacktown FC podcast, part of the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Check them out at roughneckscarves.com and raise your game today. As usual, I am joined by my co-hosts, Luis, Danny, and Mike. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Actually, really excited because now I actually got Danny's mic as well. So I'm also going through an upgrade on my mic. So super excited to be doing more podcasts with this mic. I'm doing great. You know, I'm I'm selling a lot of mics nowadays, you know. Uh, I call them Danny's Mic. Check me out at dannysmic.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm doing great, man. I, I've had a long, long day at work. I almost didn't make it on, but I'm glad I did. It was, you know, it's going to be a great interview today. Um, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, trying to stay productive today, getting some things done. Excited for this uh, fellow alumni uh, interview here. Yeah, doing great. So today we are privileged to be joined by a woman who has worked her way through this through soccer to be one of the best in her craft. She is a former Sac State alumnus who has worked with some of the best Liga MX clubs, was a graduate assistant with Barcelona and had her own company, and is now the head athletic trainer for the Sacramento Republic. Joining us via the Makuni Dreamline, please welcome Betty Olmido. Betty, how are things going for you today? Hi, um, thank you guys for having me on here. And uh, I'm doing well. I'm staying busy. Um, just wishing to get back on the field again. Yeah, definitely. We're all excited to hopefully come back soon. Um, and hopefully everything's as normal as possible. I know it won't be completely back to normal, but as normal as possible is where we are at least hope, you know? Yeah, it um, should be interesting to see how things are going to be when once we get back on the field and, and all that. Um, just trying to figure all out as things are coming at us, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of living day by day. So uh, we're going to ask you some questions, get to know you a little bit, and uh, our listeners can get to know you as well. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, so you know, uh, we know you started at Sac State. What was your major while you were studying there? Since I've been like really, really into soccer um, from when I was little, when I went into Sac State, I went in as a civil engineering major um, just because I wanted to keep playing soccer. And so I tried out for the women's soccer team at Sac State. And I was there for a spring um, semester or like the spring soccer. And so I was doing civil engineering and athletic training. I mean, civil engineering and playing soccer. And then it was just kind of like, you know what, like engineering just wasn't doing it for me. I did it for almost like two years. Um, and there was a point where I was actually doing um, athletic training and civil engineering just to make sure, you know, I wanted to do the switch. And my thing was, um, you know, if you work doing something that you love, you don't see it as as work. And so I was like, what am I doing? You know, this is an easy call. Uh, I'm not going to be in an office or a soccer field. I'm like, and get paid for it. And, you know, (laughs) 
and that's when I actually switched over to kinesiology and I was into in the athletic training program at Tech State. Yeah, another kinesiology major. You hear that, guys? It's kinesiology 101. You're going to learn a lot. Yep. So last night, we our last episode, we had Katie on, who's a kinesiology major. I'm kinesiology sports management, and now you're kinesiology. So it's, yep. it's the tree. I think, we've got, I think we've covered every spectrum of kinesiology. But yeah, that's right. <laughs> You've always been passionate in soccer. Where did your love for the game come from? Um, I'm the youngest of six. I have uh, four sisters and one brother. Um, and we're all really, uh, united. And so our outings with the family was going out to see my dad play soccer, um, on the weekends. And so it was just kind of like our weekend thing, like soccer, soccer, soccer. If we were at home, um, back then we only had one TV. So it was like soccer on the TV. (laughs) And so it was just soccer all the time. And, um, Growing up, um, we actually played, um, uh, we had a co-ed team um, in a league in Davis where it was like all my sisters, um, my sisters, well now husbands, um, and then friends. And so we, that was like our, um, the way we would spend our like time, you know, playing soccer, like with the family. That's awesome. Uh, eating pretty soccer. I love it. Uh, how did you end up with Club Deportivo Guadalajara? My brother is a coach and um, he actually had a soccer academy here with uh, Chivas USA. And so he went down to Guadalajara um, to talk to one of the scouts down there. And so I decided to go with him. My family's from a town close to Guadalajara. And I went down down there with them. Um, and while we were waiting for the scout to um open up his office there was a player running around the field um and I don't know I was just kind of like looking at him you know run and I'm like oh I should come during the summer and do a summer internship here um and so I asked him and it was just kind of like getting emails until I got approved and so by the summer uh I was down there interning um with Chivas Guadalajara and then just being there that summer, I was like, I need to come back. I need to come back. And so my whole idea was um, after that summer, uh, I wasn't done um, with, with Sac State. So I came back, finished the program, and I decided to go down for a year, which turned into 12 years <laughs> in Mexico. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of like one job led to another, and it was just kind of you know, fell in love with working with soccer. So, uh, Betty, um, a year later, you were the head trainer in Veracruz. How did you know you were ready to lead your own club? It's just kind of like when I was working in Chivas, you know, um, I was working under one of, like, the most prestigious uh, kinesiologists. He's uh, Luis Fosati. He's Argentinian. And um, I just felt really confident that, you know, the job that I was doing um, was... Like I knew what I was doing. So um, this opportunity just kind of like opened up. I, I wasn't expecting it. Um, Club or Veracruz was actually doing their preseason in Guadalajara. And um, they had just cleaned up like the whole, whole team. And so they were re- rebuilding. And uh, Daniel Guzman, which was the head uh, coach there at the time, 
um, reached out to Rafa Ortega, which, which is a really um, well-known doctor for um, doing like major surgeries um, in most Mexican soccer players. So I was working for him and he was like the head um, medical doctor at Chivas as well. And so he said, hey, they're looking for someone. Um, I want to recommend you. He's like, are you willing to go to Veracruz? And I'm like, yes, I didn't think of it <laughs> twice, even though I didn't know um, anything about like Veracruz. Um, and I'm like, yes. Uh, he's like, okay, so um, I'm going to give him your number. If he calls you, you know, uh, it's, it's between you guys. And so he calls me. He's like, okay, uh, we want to meet you. We want to interview you. And so he calls me. Um, we end up talking and then he goes, all right, we're, we're going to call you, um, Thursday to make our decision. And I was like, okay, so Thursday comes along. He doesn't call me and I'm like, oh, I probably didn't get it. Um, and then Friday he comes and he's like, or he calls me and he goes, all right, we have your ticket. Everything's ready. Um, uh, we need you here tomorrow. I'm like, ah, okay. So I pack all my stuff and head out, uh, to Veracruz. I had no idea. Um, where I was going to live, who, like, I didn't know anyone, like, on the club, but as soon as I got there, um, like, the team was very welcoming, and um, uh, Daniel Guzman's um, staff is, is pretty welcoming as well, and so I just felt comfortable and ended up staying there um, for a couple of years, um, and at that time, it was a Ascenso, a team in, like, second division, um, and then ended up moving up to first division and, and I was there as well with, um, the first division team. So, yeah. So speaking of Veracruz, were you there when, when they were going through all the issues with the players and the pay that you, were you there during that time or? Um, no, it was a, a few years back, but I mean, um, everything that happened now, well, actually, yeah, everything that happened now was happening back when I was there. Um, there's a lot of things going on behind, um, uh, like the team administration and all that. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me of everything that happened. So, you know, it's just something that you kind of see coming, but wish it doesn't happen, but eventually, you know, you know, it's heading that way. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that that team, um, folded because that stadium even though it's not like the nicest stadium, but it, it just has this really like powerful feeling to it. It's like you step on that field and it's just like, I don't know. It's just a really, really cool, cool stadium to be in. So, yeah. yeah that, that was a historic team. In fact, I know they, I don't know, many of you might not know this, but they actually played um, Real Madrid and they beat them in a friendly back in uh, the early nineties. So yeah, that was something else. Yeah. And they had a, um, a few years ago, um, they had like a, a friendly and it was like the ex Real Madrid players too. And like the whole stadium was, was packed, but I mean, it was just kind of like a friendly game, but yeah. So Betty, you sharpened your sword, if you will, for a few years in Mexico and then decided to learn more. So what made you interested in wanting to go to Barcelona as a grad assistant? <clears throat> um, well, since my original plan was to only go to Mexico for a year, um, part of that year, I was supposed to take my GREs and apply for grad school. Um, I wanted to go to UC, uh, Long Beach State. Um, 
And so I was looking into that back, back when I first moved to Mexico. And then just since I started working and everything, I kind of postponed that. And after a while, you know, it was just kind of like, you know what, maybe I should, you know, go back to grad school. And, um, and that was a, a few years about uh, almost 10 years after I had graduated from Sac State. So there's a lot of things that have um, changed after that. So I thought it was a good thing to like go back to school and then, um, you know, refresh and learn new, new um, techniques. And so uh, I started looking at programs um, and I saw that there was a, a good program at, um, it's called Universidad Autónoma de Barcelona. And they had the internship um, program with Barcelona and most of our our teachers were actual, um, they actually worked for um, Barcelona. And so um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, our program director, he's actually a twin. And so he's a physical therapist and his twin is a, you say preparador physical, a uh, strength and conditioning coach. And so they were both working um, at the same time for FC Barcelona. And so it's just, it's just, really cool to have your teachers, you know, actually be working with um, professional soccer teams. Yeah, you get a lot of hands on there, I'd assume, especially with all the techniques and everything, how, how it's changed over time. You know, you go back to the early 2000s, everybody was ice and heat, right? And now we're EMS and STEM. So you have all these ideas and concepts that are coming to the foreground of, of, of our crafts and our, our culture. And it's a lot of like manual therapy, um, and a lot of those professors that I had are um, like write books, um, you know, publish uh, a lot of studies. And so it was just kind of like, you know, you're there and you're like, oh, my God, I don't know anything compared to these guys. And it's 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 just really cool that like you learn from people that are very passionate about the same things that you are. And so, yeah, that was it was really it was a really fun time, especially Heart- in Barcelona. I yeah, <laughs> it's hard to be a sponge in that environment when there's so much going on. But um, in the short time that you were there, what did you take? What was the most important thing or, or a few things that you took away from your time in Barcelona? I think that like, you know, these guys um, talking about my professors, they've reached a level that's very, very high. And, I, you know, a lot of us as athletic trainers, we someday hope to reach that goal. You know, and then you see these um, professors and they're still learning and they're still like, you know, putting in the work and everything. So that just makes you, you know, like just because you get to a level doesn't mean you, okay, I made it, you know, I'm going to stop there. It's like these guys already made it to the top, I think, (laughs) and they're still going, going, going. And um, what I liked the most was that, you know, they're very, um, they're not selfish with what they know. And so, I think that's like one of the biggest thing is just kind of like whatever um, you learn, you're able to share it with others. And then um, that makes you grow professionally and then you're helping other people. So, so I just thought that that was a really cool thing to learn from that. Yeah. Not to mention, it's gotta be a quite a once in a lifetime experience. That's amazing. Um, you moved back to Mexico where you worked with Sayala FC and opened your own training center before joining the Republic uh, this year. What made you want to join this community and staff? Uh, Sacramento? Correct. 
Um, the day before the yeah. season started, or the training camp started too, right? Well, it was just kind of a lot of things happened um, in a short amount of time. Um, I was actually, I was actually here um, visiting my family uh, for the holidays, and. I was invited to work with uh, the Chinese Olympic Committee. And so I was just kind of like, you know, visiting my family because my plans were actually to go to China. Um, and then especially because it was like a, a Chinese, I mean, Chinese, uh, an Olympic year, you know, I thought like, well, this is a great opportunity um, to go there. And so I have a friend, um, that went to school, we went to school together at Tech State. And so now he's a um, assistant athletic trainer at uh, San Jose Earthquakes. And so he calls me and he goes, hey, they're looking for someone in Miami, um, MLS team. And he's like, are you interested? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and so he starts calling me, or I start getting interviewed by them. And I was like, but you gotta tell me now because I'm about to sign uh, this contract with China. He's like, all right, all right. And so I get interviewed um, and I'm kind of waiting in between China and uh, Miami. And I get an email saying that uh, Sac Republic is hiring. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, I, you know, the season's almost starting. That's weird, you know. And so I'm like thinking about it. I was like, that would be awesome to come back. And so I apply. Um, and then... I get interviewed by Todd and so I ask him, you know, what happened to the other athletic trainer? He goes, oh, he's getting to Miami. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and so it was just kind of like China, uh, Sac Republic. And I'm like, Sac Republic. And then as soon as I made that decision, you know, like this whole situation in China and uh, coronavirus, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> Made the right choice. I made the right choice. Even if that wouldn't have happened, I know that like I made the right choice because yeah. um, even though I was always like I was away uh, from Sacramento, I was always um, I always knew what was going on with the team. And then back in October when they announced the MLS um, uh, team, I was like, oh man, that would have been awesome. Maybe I should have stuck around. I want to be part of that. <laughs> and and here i am so so, yeah yeah we're we're in exciting times definitely right now too we we waited a long time for that announcement and now it's just you know two more years and you know even better that they said that the stadium is still on track for construction so that was that was good news for us during this time so yes um so betty what would you say is the the most difficult thing that you've had to deal with you know in your continued success as head athletic trainer I think when my time in in Mexico was, mm, I'm not saying like, well, I guess it was kind of hard because there's a lot of like machismo still um, in the soccer, uh, well, just in Mexico in general. But um, when I was signed on to Veracruz, I was actually the first um, female to be signed, uh, like for the league to actually come out on the on the field. So to be registered by the league. And so that to me was like a, a big deal, you know, because, um, you know, just kind of felt like I, I was being accepted, not because I'm a female or 
or male, you know, just because of my work, maybe. Um, so I, I just thought like, you know, um, Veracruz was very uh, welcoming um, for, for me. And, and so I hope that like that kind of helped open doors to like other teams to let females um, work on their teams as well. And um, after I left Veracruz, I went back to Guadalajara and then there was a few teams that had reached out to me. And then it was always kind of like, um, yeah, but we have to, you know, uh, make a decision with the whole, uh, the whole staff. And then there was always, there was always like comments like, oh, but she's a female. Um, we don't want things to, you know, get out of hand or it's stuff like that. And so there's a lot of teams that kind of, um, didn't give me the opportunity because I was a female, but it never made me feel like, um, angry or anything. It just kind of like, you know, the doors will open up and, um, some some teams will look past that and i just think uh sac republic did it as well so and i think other t clubs as well like celaya um opened up the doors for me as well so so just to just to add um on on what you just shared uh when it comes to machismo uh in the in the mexican league um and you did a little bit you know of what you what you're doing out in europe uh can you give us a little bit more insight on how women that are currently in your position on how they're viewed um, outside of the U S um, like in, in Mexico, it was, there's a lot of uh, comments. Sometimes I would get like, even just being on the field and like running onto the field from like fans, I could hear them shouting out stuff. Uh, it was either um, they would comment on like, uh, they would assume actually like my sexual preferences um, or they would tell me stuff like, um, you know, you belong in the kitchen, stuff like that. Actually um, there was an incident in, in Celaya, which um, we had a new coach and usually when there's a new coach, you know, um, we have like a, a team meeting out on the field and he present, he presents himself and, um, you know, to all the players and all the staff. And um, after that first training session, um, he had another meeting in the locker room. And so whenever this happened, like I would always like clear out the training room to make sure everyone goes out to, to the meeting. And so I was like the last one coming into the locker room. And like, if I had to walk into the locker room, like, um, you know, I gave the players like their space. And so they kind of knew that like, if I was coming in, they, they were all in towels or, you know, um, dressed. And so I was walking in and the coach turns around, looks at me and says, you're not welcome in here. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. You know, I was kind of in shock because that had never happened to me. And so I walk out, I go back to the training room and I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, and so the coach comes back after the meeting and, you know, I'm thinking maybe he's going to apologize. And he's pretty much telling me, hey, um, you know, are you married? And I'm like, no. But do you have kids? <laughs> no. Well, don't you plan on having kids or being married? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, so I don't want, you know, I don't think you understand, but I don't want we women to work with me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, you know, I think that's up to um 
like the owners and, you know, uh, people that are, are above them. And then, so I was like, okay. And so the next day, you know, I show up to work and I find out that they fired the coach. <laughs> and so I was like really thankful with Celaya because, you know, like this, this guy had won, uh, I think he won the world cup with Maradona. And so he was kind of like, you know, a, a big soccer figure and for them to let him go and, and respect my, my position on, on the team was, was very big. So, um, so that's why I'm, I'm very thankful with, with Celaya and how they treated me, um, when I was there, but I think like things like that always happen. And maybe, you know, people aren't so lucky to, to have, um, that support from, from their team. So, so yeah. That's crazy that that would have, that was prevalent in, in that community, especially with you being an integral figure of that squad. Um, kinesiology study of human movement. I've had to say this to, to these guys, they weren't sure what it was. Uh, and for those people who aren't aware of kinesiology and kind of what the, the job that you have as head athletic trainer entails, what uh, do people need to know about your job and the position that you do for the club? Um, pretty much it's, it's uh, prevent injuries and just see for the well-being of the team. Um, but it's not just my job. Um, I work with Katie, um, Luke and the coaches, uh, we have doctors from UC Davis. So it's just kind of like a team of, um, well, professionals trying to work together to, you know, see the best fit for the team. And, um, and that way translate that into winning games. And what is the best part of your job? Um, that I'm out watching soccer every day and I'm getting paid for it <laughs> and I enjoy it. Um, and I'm in sweats, tennis shoes, soccer every day. Um, I'm outside, um, you know, joke around just the whole environment of being a part of a team. I just, that's what I enjoy the most. Well, I'm sold. I'm uh, making a career change starting tomorrow. <laughs> uh, is there a trainer in the world that you look up to? I think my, my, uh, program director at, uh, Barcelona, his name is Miguel Angel Cos. He's just very, very like a simple guy. Um, very smart, um, down to earth. Like, you know, um, even though he's worked with like the best soccer players, he's not cocky at all. Um, and you know, you can ask him questions and he'll answer you. Like I could still email him or, you know, um, ask him for help, advice, and he'll like answer right away. So, um, as you know, you know, we're in a difficult time where, you know, th th there's, there's a lot of things going on in the world. And of course, with a lot of people comes mental health, of course, and us, you know, being just quarantined, being at home all day. But I wanted to ask you, um, how are you able to make sure that all of your athletes are good, you know, not just mentally, but physically as well during this time? So we've been doing um, daily wellness checks um, and it has like, you know, um, options of like, how are you feeling? How are you uh, sleeping? Um, 
are you sore or fatigued? Um, and then from there, you know, there's a space where they can comment stuff. Um, and then we also check their scores to see if they're low or high for that day. Um, and then we just, you know, we try to do it uh, early in the morning. So it gives us time to assess it. And um, so we'll give them a call. Um, we're also doing um, like team workouts. Um, so that way we see them um, a few times a week. Um, and they're doing challenges. So that helps um, keep that like competitiveness within the team. Um, uh, Coach Mark actually did a um, a little activity where um, he broke down the team into groups and he spoke to everyone or asked questions. So everyone kind of had a chance to answer. And so all that, all that stuff, like using technology to, uh, to help keep us together. Um, I think that really helps out during this time. So Betty, um, are you currently testing HRV heart rate variability on players? And if so, what are you using to track your numbers? We're using a GPS system. Um, not currently for this situation. We're not um, we're not tracking their um, their heart rate because um, we kept the the GPS um, system, so <laughs> we didn't hand those out. Um, but through their daily workouts, they're they're putting in scores um, and times for the runs and stuff. So that's how we're trying to keep track as well. I thought maybe you guys were using like a whoop band or something along those lines to, to keep up on HRV or whatever stressors that may lie sleep numbers and stuff like that. But it sounds like you guys have a good routine to, to track numbers via their, their scores and stuff. That was actually one of our um, options um, to get a whoop, whoop band for everyone. Um, and then this whole thing kind of happened. So it's just kind of like bad timing and, you know, we didn't, I honestly, I don't think anyone thought it was going to, you know, linger on for so long. So then it's just kind of, you know, waiting to see what happens next week. Week by week we go, right? Week by week, month by month, it feels like. Yeah. So now it's just kind of like, okay, well, you know, now what, now what? <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy, we're going to, we're going to play a game. We're going to ask you 10 questions. You can pass on two of the 10. We, you won't know the next question until you answer the question before. It's called rapid fire. It's quick going. Uh, there's some questions that are silly. There's some that might make you think a little bit. Nothing that's going to compromise or, or put you in a bad position, but we definitely want to get to know a little bit more about what makes Betty tick. So okay. without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to talk about tonight's rapid fire uh, brought to you in part by New Glory Beer. Check them out online at newglorybeer.com where you can get where you can now get their latest release of Pub in Place, their new British pub ale for $10 for a six-pack. You can also order all beers online to be delivered to your door here in California. So, Betty, question number one for you tonight. The one player in the Barca Youth Academy that no one knows, and they will soon. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> right off the bat. All right. <laughs> um, I got to get ready for this. Uh, which uh, crest would you kiss? The Aggies or Real Madrid? Gee. <laughs> uh, do I have to choose one? Yeah, it would be one. <laughs> Aggies. <laughs> 
That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> I know. Uh, pizza or sushi? Pizza. Do you prefer ice or stem in regards to therapy? Stem. Give us an example of a training session. Uh, you walk in, get the waters ready, ice ready, um, fill up the whirlpool tub, uh, come back. Guys are coming in. Um, take care of any questions um, that they're, you know, they're feeling sore or aches or anything like that. Um, put on a heat pack, uh, flush them out. Other guys are coming in. They're doing the rehab or uh, warm ups out on the training um, on the gym. Um, get everyone out. Get everyone ready. Um, taping or anything like that that's needed, and then walk out to the training field and hope no one gets hurt. And then carry everything back and deal with all the flushes, stretches, or anything any aches that came up. And then that's it. What was your least favorite kinesiology class in college? Biomechanics. <laughs> it was too early in the morning. <laughs> what is your go-to training quote, maybe for inspiration? Walk it off. Just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. I like it. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> oh, that really was her inspiration quote. Anna. No. <laughs> I thought you were taking that one. So, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. We want to hear what your what your quote is. Um, I was watching a film on um, Courtney Dewalter. She's an ultra marathon racer, and she's like, uh, she talks about entering like the pain cave. And so, when you're running, and then it's just kind of like you're running, and you feel like you can't give one more step. Try giving another step. So, there it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, not including yourself, who is the most fit on the staff? Luke. <laughs> that was an easy one. What has had a more meaningful impact on your career tra trajectory? A grad assistant position with Barcelona or being the head athletic trainer uh, with the Sharks? Um, being the head athletic trainer with the Sharks. What four players in the history of soccer would you build your team around? Ronaldo. The real one or the fake one? The real one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Blanco, um, Zidane, and Messi. Oh, yeah, that, that would be an interesting team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just to have them all together would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, ooh, unbeatable team right there. <laughs> all right, Betty, so you made it through the rapid fire round. So good for you. You only passed once. Um, <laughs> And now, guys, it's time for last call. Um, and Betty, I would want to ask you uh, my favorite question and ask every guest that comes on. What does community mean to you? It means helping each other out, um, being there whenever you need someone or something, um, and doing it with love or doing it without thinking twice or thinking that you're going to get something in return. How can people find what you're up to, Betty? Social media wise. I'm on Instagram as a uh, Betty Uyuyui. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Betty Uyuyui. Uyuyui. <laughs> Betty Uyuyui. I Betty Uyuyui. Go follow her now. <gasps> oh, God. 
that's going to take me about 20 minutes to figure out how to spell. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my Spanish is not up to par. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You, you'll lo- you're learning on the fly. And uh, Betty, would that be the only place that people could uh, keep track of what you're doing, looking, uh, you know, following around San Jose earthquake head coaches who have a nice head of hair until they decide to shave it kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much there. <laughs> How do you feel about that? What's your take on the uh, head shaving? Hopefully it wasn't a Britney Spears moment. So (laughs) he just really did it for, because the heat was, was getting to him. So. All right. Well, thank you, Betty. Thanks for taking time to join us today. We appreciate it. We hope to see you out at uh, the park pretty soon. Soon. I hope. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Um, Really enjoyed this. No problem. We appreciate you having you on. Thanks, Betty. Thank you, Betty. Betty. Thank you. Today's guest was brought to you by the Makuni Dreamline. Makuni Midtown is open, but if you can't get there, it's still easy to get your favorite dishes using the Makuni app. Please make sure you pre-order, and when you arrive, they will deliver your meal to you in your car. Visit them today at makunisushi.com or download their app available in the App Store or Google Play. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on all of social media. We are located on two Facebook groups, uh, one of them being the Sacramento Soccer Fans. Make sure you check out that page. It's a fun page for anyone to share anything related to soccer. Uh, We are also located at Sacktown FC Podcast. Uh, We mostly post stuff on new episodes, upcoming episodes, anything like that. So make sure you check that out. Uh, We're also on Twitter and Instagram, both at Sacktown FC. Also... Wait, 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 Danny. You can't forget about our partners, the California Storm. You can find them on calstormsoccer.com. You can also find them on Instagram and Twitter, both on as at calstormsoccer. Also on Facebook on as California Storm. So please be sure to give them a follow and support them when the season comes back, which hopefully it'll be soon. And don't forget, we are also in the video game world. We can be found on Twitch when we do live videos of our Xbox uh, beatdowns and FIFA 20, as well as our PlayStation uh, 4 beatdowns that we, we inflict on individuals. That Twitch account is Sacktown FC. Our Xbox account that is run by Luis is Sacktown FC. His uh, little guy is a person with a tie and suit so when you look up sacktown fc he has not changed it to the logo yet but he will shortly i'm sure and with playstation 2 that would be me uh, you can find us on sacktown underscore fc and it is a picture of our fancy new logo and don't be afraid to check us out online at sacktownfc.com for all the latest and greatest news and articles from seth from all of our team here, as well as latest update, updated and past podcasts. You can also check out our squadron, which is our supporters group. And by joining our squadron, you can be part of our Slack channel where you'll have insight and information leading to upcoming guests, maybe throwing some questions in. And you could also uh, be entered into drawings for Chondos Tacos, um, New Glory Beer, events as well as Makuni sushi outings with danny michael luis or myself so check us out online at sacktownfc.com i would also add on our website you can also find 
our episodes for our other podcast on Liga MX called Sagtown MX. So uh, any of you want to learn more about Liga MX, find out more about what's going on in the league, you'll definitely want to check that out. It's run by me and Danny, so go check that out on our website. And you can also find that on our normal podcast stream, of course, as well. All right, everybody. That is all we have for you today on this episode. It's very special. Thank you to Betty from The Republic for taking the time to join us today and to you for listening as always. And remember to have your notifications on so we know that you don't want to miss any of our new episodes and make sure to subscribe and give us some positive comments. Let us know what we're doing right or what we can do better. And check out our episodes at SactownFC.com. Also, my boy uh, Seth Kasipli's uh, articles. So thank you, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, everybody.